episode 21, Why Be an Author, Facebook Ads, and Publicity. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we hear Billy Sticker's perspective. For doctors who want a thriving practice and abundant home life, listen as your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, goes behind the curtain and interviews doctors and guests about real-world triumph, struggles, practical tips, and entertainment on this episode of A Doctor's Perspective. I've got something special for everybody. Well, the first on the episode 25, episode 25 will be a solo episode. My first one, kind of talking about why I'm in the chiropractic, China, answering questions that other people have had. So if you still have any questions, just let me know. Justin at a doctor's perspective.net is the email. We're also going to have new artwork starting episode 25. But what's exciting is from episode 22 through 26, it's a month worth of spotlight on women. We're going to have two psychologists, PhDs. We're going to have a doctor of chiropractor working in one of the most expensive cities in the world. The most expensive, actually. And also a wonderful multi-author and social media expert coach from Australia. So stay tuned. Episode 22 through 26. It's going to be fun. Women's Month. Let's go. Today on the show, we have Billy Sticker of Cairo Candy. I was on his podcast, episode 106, a little while back, and I got him on mine, and we go into his deep story of like back in his ministry days, to his Facebook ads, to this new carnival cruise that he wants to do, and his wonderful new 3-in-1 sticker total domination package. I made that name up, but take a listen. You're going to get, especially like as a chiropractor, he's a, he's a huge, he's not even a chiropractor himself, but he's a huge supporter of it. When you see someone give to a profession that they're not even technically a part of, it's nice to know what's the background. Why are they so into it? Is it just to make money or do they have like a real reason? And he has a real reason. So definitely stay tuned for that. He offers a lot of value to our profession. And I definitely think you're going to get something out of this that you can implement, you know, next week. All the show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash two one. So without further ado, let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Podcast land. Welcome to the show. Billy Sticker of Cairo Candy. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I'm going to just go ahead and give everybody your background and then you just correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I'm a listener. Billy was in the rare coin business for many a year. Then he got tired of it and decided, you know what? I'm going to do chiropractic marketing for this big clinic. He was doing amazing at it. He got involved with like doing some of the exams and things like that. But to be honest, the income was, it wasn't quite the same. So he went back and then eventually he's like, man, I got, I got to do my own thing. This chiropractic is my passion. Marketing is my passion. And um, then he started doing everything that we're going to talk about today. How'd I do? That's actually better than I normally sum it up. But yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to just jump in. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> yeah, I was. So let me, oh, let me go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah. I was just going to, you know, expand on a couple of things there. Um, Please. I had a background in ministry. My wife and I got married. Uh, next month will be our 21st anniversary. Dated in high school. She's a year older than me. She went off to Bible school. Uh, so my senior year, she had moved off to go to Bible school. Then when I graduated, I moved off and worked for ministry out of Tulsa for a while. Then I was a youth pastor in Kansas City. And then we both moved back to our hometown about the same time. Never thought we'd get back together. Next thing you know, ran into her at the mall. We start talking, and now we have three kids. One's in college, and you know, been married almost 21 years. Um, but I pretty much went straight to work. She was in school whenever we got married, and uh, she actually has her nursing degree. And 
<clears throat> we were real involved in church, real involved in ministry. And one of the guys we went to church with owned a rare coin company. And I thought mm. like wheat pennies, stuff like that. I didn't know exactly what, you know, I mean, who, how can you make a living selling wheat pennies? You know? And yeah. he's like, no, I, I just knew he had a really nice truck and a Rolex, you know? So I was like, oh, this guy's doing well, whatever he's doing. <laughs> and, uh, actually, I don't even think I've ever shared this story. At the time, I was selling mobile homes. Uh, we got married. One of the guys I went to church with um, was selling mobile homes in our area. And he's like, dude, it's like really, really good income. He was making you know, six figures a year selling mm-hmm. mobile homes. And so, and I wasn't making near that. So I ended up going to work selling mobile homes and did that for a couple of years. And I actually did okay. I wasn't doing as well as him. But for a young married guy, you know, we had um, our youngest on the way at the time. Um I think, you know, I was making about 40 or 50 a year, you know, and I was 20, I guess, 21. I think I just turned 21. Yes, when he got married. Yeah, when he was born. Yeah, so around 21. Um, and then I went to work for a different dealership. Uh, and when you're selling mobile homes, at least down here you know, 20 years ago, if you sold a single wide, you made about $1,000. A double wide was roughly 2000 mm. And I normally averaged about four, you know, four to five a month. Every once in a while, you'd have a month where you did two, and then the next month, you may do six, you know, so it just right. just depends. Um, and then went to work for this other dealership, and then the banking, you know, when it comes to financing mobile homes, really tightened up. Um, well, people don't buy mobile homes because they want to. They buy mobile homes because they have to. And they're going to move into a, a house. They're getting, they're building a house or something six years later. Or, or, something. or something. Yeah. Well, what happened is you know, all these mobile homes started repoing. And then the banks, you know, you had to have really good credit to buy, I mean, quote unquote, mm-hmm. the trailer. Well, so it just really tightened up. And I remember one month our dealership sold one house and we were selling 20 house a month on average. And I was the one that sold that house. Well, you can't, you can't survive on a thousand dollars a month. So I actually went to work. That was right whenever Brady was born. And, uh, I went to work waiting tables at a local restaurant. So I would sit home over homes during the day and go, you know, wait tables at night because we needed cash. And he was actually on uh, Nutrimogen. Bad issue. Back then, I didn't know anything about chiropractic, but he was uh, always spitting up all his food and stuff. So we had to go like this. This formula was like $20 a can. You know, it seemed (laughs) to last like two days. So, uh, Anyway, I'm, you know, busting my butt, you know, working two jobs and I'm, you know, waiting tables one night and not in my section, but in another section is this guy that we went to church with that did really well, that it asked me seven or eight months ago, well, maybe a year before then about coming to work for him. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to sell wheat pennies, you know? Uh, and then here I am. It was kind of embarrassing, you know, waiting tables. And he's such a great guy. He actually owns, I don't know if you've heard of him. It's called Shields of Strength. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to have him on the show, on my show, Cairo Candy. It's uh, kind of chasing a rabbit here, but he developed these dog tags that had scriptures on them. Okay. And I'm sure, I don't know if he was the first one to ever do it, but he kind of did it for himself. And then people like chaplains in the military found out about it and then started ordering them and putting them in deployment packs. And then it went on from there to this whole fitness thing. And so they do these weight plates and stuff. It's uh, kind of like jewelry that you can do that has scripture on them. Well, now oh, okay, all, okay. All these athletes have them. We were watching a show on CBS the other night, some kind of drama. And this girl that was in the uh, in the jury on the show was wearing one. You know, it's like super oh, man. cool. So, but all that started here in Beaumont, and this is the guy that started it all. It'd be a great but, interview. Anyway, he sees me, and uh, and you know, he waves, and you know, and I've kind of tucked my tail, but I wave <laughs> back. Well, when I got home the next day, there's a message on our answer machine. You remember those? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he's like, Billy, look, come talk to me. It's good pay, great benefits. 
insurance. J- just come, come we'll talk to me. teach you. Yeah, so I went, <coughs> excuse me, my allergies are kind of kicking my tail. But yeah, so I go and meet with him and, um, and just learn about the business, you know, learn about the industry. And that's what got me into, you know, doing the coins. And we were also youth, you know, in youth ministry at the time, volunteer. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a, a small little siphon on the side from our church. But uh, so, you know, that, that was it. And I really enjoyed that industry, never really wanted to do it forever. But it's like these golden handcuffs, you know, you start making good money. It's hard to just walk away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked for one company for seven or eight years, left, went to work for another company, uh, and was making more money, but it was a worse, I mean, it was a really bad environment. Uh, and that's whenever I saw that a local guy, you know, a local doctor had a couple of different offices and wanted somebody to come take over the, the marketing. Well, I don't have a degree, but I knew, I knew sales and marketing. I knew I could help grow his practice. So yeah, I put together this marketing plan and turned that in with my resume. Uh, and that got, you know, that got me the job. And that's whenever I really was introduced to what chiropractic was. Uh, The stories that we saw, the miracles, I mean, it was just like, uh, get it. I love it. And like you, you know, mentioned briefly earlier, I started doing, he taught me how to do the exams. So I'd start doing uh, the exams. We use the the CLA, Insight Subluxation Mm -hmm. Station. Uh, he would do the x-rays, but I would do the reports. I would do the financials, and I loved it. I mean, I just loved the quote-unquote sales aspect of that. But I knew that the services he was offering were going to change these people's lives. Right. Um, and so it was it was just a no-brainer. But for me, it wasn't the same money. So after a couple of years of doing that, uh, you know, some friends of mine who we actually worked together at the first company, coin company, they had started their own company. And uh, we got together and they brought me on. And then I was sales manager there for a long time and um, really enjoyed it. But once again, you know, I just wanted to do my own thing. So started Cairo Candy right at two years ago. And two years, okay. Yeah, didn't end. Well, it was May. Uh, we started recording at the end of March. In April, I started recording some interviews to have some in the shoot. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it launched the first Tuesday in May of 2015. And he has a lot of the, the sales process that he's done and a lot of marketing tips and a lot of like solo episodes throughout the, the, the Cairo Candy playlist. So if you want more of that kind of stuff, he, he definitely goes deep in that. So it's, it's, it's really good listening. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so that was that in... I had back in 07, 08, whenever I was, you know, working for, um, for Dr. Kerr at the, you know, two offices down here, that's whenever I actually wrote an article that was published in Cairo Economics. Uh, and I started a podcast back then, the first podcast for chiropractors. And I only did five or six episodes and I can, I still kick myself in the butt for not sticking with it. Um, it was called Chiropractic Marketing University. Mm. And, uh, I did a couple of interviews. Most of them were solo shows, just talking about what we were doing because we doubled both his practices, you know, in you know with the weekly volume we were seeing. Um, but I just, you know, I kind of left that and started focusing. Once I got in, you know, back into the coin business, um, I put most of that on the back burner, and and then one day I was like, what am I doing? And so now I'm back. I'm back. I'm, I got a question. Some people say Christian business owners are pushovers. And they just want to give away their service or they get guilted into like, what would Jesus do? He'd give it away. And then there's some that are like, the way they do business is very shrewd, but then they show up on church on Sundays and there's really like kind of like a disconnect. How do you, how do you bridge those two together so that you, you know, you honor your, your faith, but then you're also like, no, this is business. I got to make a profit as well. 
That's a great question. And one of the things I learned from Kenny, which is the guy who owned, uh, he owned, his name is Kenny Vaughn. He owned Shields of Strength. Um, and he was one of the main owners of that first coin company. You said he, Shields of Strength? Shields of Strength. Okay. Yeah. Texas accent. Yeah. Shields of Strength. <laughs> and he, uh, does, what, you're, you've got a Louisiana accent. So that's not even on. close. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we talked about that a lot and you know how sometimes in, you know, you look, well, years back, you would look in the yellow pages. Sometimes you would see the, you know, the fish symbol yeah. in somebody's ad saying that they're a Christian and his point, he says, I don't like that. He said, you know, and if that guy's fine with it, that's fine. I want to honor God in all that I do, but it's business and I don't want to try to close somebody because I'm a Christian business, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and one of the episodes I did on sale, um, we talk about how, you know, it, it's the scripture says that it's the love of money, the root of all evil, not really? money, that God created everything is a sowing and reaping, you know, an exchange of value. We need oxygen. The plants give off oxygen. And then in return, they need carbon dioxide. And that's what we give off. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So there's this exchange and there's nothing wrong with an, ex- an even exchange where the problem comes in is greed. Whenever you're taking advantage of people, then you show up to church on Sunday like it's not a big deal. That's, I think, to me, that's where the, the issue comes in. But if you have a service that you're providing that is valuable to the community, you deserve to be paid for it. Yeah. Uh, they should be paid. Um, one of my clients uh, you know, here locally recently started coming to our church, and he was going to another church, and there's a lot of people at our church that go and that see him. Um, and he said for a while, he was nervous about trying our church because so many of the congregation were his patients. He's yeah. like, well, what? A couple of reasons. He doesn't want to be taken advantage of. And he never said that. But if if I were him, I would kind of feel that way. You know, come on, Doc. We got our church together. You can give me a discount. You know, uh, yeah. he's never mentioned that. And so that's not his words. That's just kind of my thought. I, I would think that. But he um, he said, you know, what if I start going to the church and it's just really not for me? We don't like it. And then I, you know, and then people are going to quit coming to me because I don't go to church there anymore or whatever. I thought I, I saw you there. What happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so. I don't like anyway. your church. <laughs> right. Uh, I didn't like the color of the carpet, you know, just. I just couldn't get past it. Yeah. It's hard. But so, it's an awkward conversation though. I mean, I've had it myself. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, for him, the, he, he and his family, they love our church and they're plugged in and super involved now. Um, but I think it, it really comes back to greed. You know, it's the people who, if you're taking advantage of somebody, then showing up to church. And that's where, I guess it was Zig Ziglar that said, uh, you know, the people that say they don't go to church because it's full of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. And he always says, hey, we got room for one more. You know? That's right. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I mean, every, all of us are hypocrites to some degree. We don't always yeah. do do the same things we say we believe. But um, I don't know if that answered your question or not. I think so. I've always kind of was curious, and you don't hear about a lot of people talking about their faith very often, but you have. And so I was like, that's, a, that's a probably a good question to ask somebody who's sure. uh, you know not hiding it. Um, I'd like to transition so so people know what's going to happen. We're going to chat about Facebook. We're going to talk about ClickFunnels. We're going to talk about his marketing of Facebook, and he does some book services. So we're going to we're about to branch into that real quick. He also has a uh, fancy cruise that he's put together. So we got these are the topics that we're going to have in the next you know thirty minutes to an hour or whatever, just so people know. But you wrote a book, and it was you said it's kind of like I guess for like your legacy for your children, your children's children, uh, the A through Z. I think it really ties in right now because you're talking about your your faith, and that was, I think that was the catalyst for um, for this book. So give us a give us a little bit about that. 
whenever I first got into sales, um, this youth pastor friend of mine, he's actually pastors a church in St. Louis now. Um, he said, hey, you've got to read this book. And it's two books you have to read. And it was more from a ministry standpoint. He said, you need to read How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie and then How to Swim with the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive by Harvey McKay. And so I go and get those books and I just got into sales, but I'm reading these books kind of from a ministry standpoint because I really looked up to this guy and they were just good books, you know, self-help type books. And, you know, then in the books, they recommended another book and then another book and another book. And then I got into some sales training stuff. And and then that's when I realized anything you want to learn, somebody's written about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because for a long time, I felt bad because I didn't go to college and I did great in school, graduated with honors, had a super high, yeah, well, I say super high GPA, had a high GPA. Um, but just the way it worked out, went into ministry, got married, I was working so she could go to school. I, I just never did. But I studied my can off to learn everything I needed to do to be able to succeed in whatever I was doing. Yeah. Well, so we start having kids. And I realized that there's only a handful of key principles that successful people do. Mm-hmm. And um, because w- w- what I was doing is I was reading all these different sales, motivational, self-help type books, and I knew that there were scripture that backed it up. So I would do, you know, I would take notes and then I would go back and find scriptures that back this stuff up. And that's what we would teach to the teenagers on Wednesday night. That was my, oh. my youth sermons were all this <laughs> stuff from self-help type thing. You know, this is what you need to do to really go out because especially at that age, they need direction. And a lot of it's the same things their parents are teaching them, but they're not listening to their parents, yeah. you know? So anyway, I was doing all this and I thought, you know what? I need a way to package these for my kids. And at the time we just had Brady. Uh, and so I wrote down and actually it first came up with six principles and my wife's like, you can't have six. There's got to be at least, there's got to be seven. You know, you can't just do six. I mean, who does six principles? So we did seven uh, and we set them through, it's not A through Z, it's A through ah, G. It's just okay. A through G. Um, and I've had people say, you should go, you know, you can go all the way through Z, but that kind of defeats the purpose because it's not all these things you have to do. It's just these key fundamentals. And, um, we came up with these seven principles, we called them, and it was the ABCs of a leader. And A was always honor God. No matter what you do, does this bring honor to God? Now I'm going to preface all this by saying, I don't always live up to that. I don't think any of us do, but that should be our goal. You know, it's what we're doing, bringing honor to God. Uh, And then B was be a friend. Brady at the time was, you know, four years old. He was going to a a pre-K that was a a Christian pre-K and he had, was getting ready to start kindergarten. And one day he said, dad, I'm so excited to go to kindergarten. You know why? I said, why is that? He said, because I want to learn about God. Well, he was going to a public, he was going to be going to a public school, but he's going from this Christian, you know, pre-K. And so I was like, uh, I had to tell him, I said, well, buddy, on my shoulders now. Yeah. I said, well, buddy, look, you know, they're, they're not gonna, you know, this school, they're not gonna talk a whole lot about God and this, that, and the other, but it was neat. I remember him coming home one day and he said, Hey, I got to pray for Zach today. And still he's in kindergarten. And I said, you did. He goes, yeah, he fell off the uh, monkey bars or something. He got hurt really bad. And I went over there. He goes, nobody else knew I was praying, but I was praying for him, uh, <laughs> which is it's just super cool. Cause now he's actually in Bible college and he's pursuing a career in full-time ministries. I, I say full-time ministry. He also started a marketing company and he works with me too. So going to be doing a little bit of both, but kind of have it, to with a preacher's salary. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I, I tie that story in because B was be a friend, you know? So we had A is always honor God. B is be a friend. And I told Brady, whenever he started school, I was like, look, 
Kids are mean. Kids are going to pick on each other, but that is not who you are. You're the one that stands up for that person. When you see somebody down, you're the one that goes up, put your arms, put your arm around them and let them know it's going to be okay. You know, that's who God's called you to be. You're supposed to be a friend. And, um, and you know, we have scriptures to back all these up, and I'm not going to get into all that, but C was commit to hard work. Still, you know, going off a, a Brady story here, he was four, it was before he started kindergarten, and he colored this thing, this sheet we had printed from Disney.com, and it had, it was this castle, and had a mountain in the back. Well, he colors this thing perfect. I mean, he even had the mountains just right, where it kind of, you know, broke through different parts, you know, behind the castle, and it was just great. Well, then he starts bringing this these papers home from kindergarten, and it's chicken scrap. I was like, whoa, 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 what's what's up with this? And he's like, oh, we we're getting ready to go to recess, so I was trying to hurry. I was like, no, 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 no. If you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it right. Meant to hard work. That's what C is. Uh, and then D is do what's right. We're always faced with with decision, and we do have free will. We really get to do what we want to do, and so ask your yourself out of my option. What's the right thing to do? And do what's right. You know, just do what's right. So that was D. And then E is expect good things. If you expect a meeting or a report to go bad or a phone call to go bad, it typically goes bad. But when yeah. you expect good things, when you go in with a good attitude, a lot of times things are just, they work out better. And it's just our attitude and, and you know, not to get too woo-woo and some of that stuff, but just your mindset on how you approach life. You know, nobody likes to be around somebody that's negative all the time. So you should be one of those guys that you're just a positive guy. You expect good things. You expect good things to happen. Are bad things going to happen? Absolutely. But you don't expect them to happen. You expect good things to happen. Uh, and then F was further yourself daily. Every day, yeah. get better at something. Whether it's in your diet, exercise, reading, spiritually, do something today that's going to make you bigger. And I was bringing Brady to school one day, and I was listening to a John Mac Maxwell CD. And he said something along those same lines. You know, whatever you do today, you do it better than you did yesterday. And Brady's like, Dad, that's F. That's further yourself daily. <laughs> Absolutely. That's good. Uh, and then G, this is the one that my wife said, you can't just have six. You've got to have seven. And G is guard your thoughts. And in life, you know, our mind is the steering wheel of, of our life. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the man thinks. Uh, and, you know, however you, you think is how you act. Um, and from a, a Christian point of view, the only way we're ever tempted is by our thoughts. It's not like the enemy comes and makes you do anything. He puts thoughts in your mind. And whenever we have these negative thoughts and these bad thoughts and you start to meditate on them and you keep those in there and you start, you know, working on them, well, that's that's what you start doing. It, it leads you down that road. And so if you learn to guard your thoughts and, you know, Philippians 4.8 says, whatever things are good pure, noble, praiseworthy. Think on these things. You know, we should be putting the good stuff in and, you know, trying to keep as much of the bad stuff out as we can. Um, so that was it. And we just wrote those down and, you know, Brady started learning them really quick. And I thought, you know what? We should turn this into a book. And um, and so I just started writing and started writing it, started writing it. And literally I would work on it for a couple of months. Then I'd put it on the shelf for a few months and I'd get it back out and work on it. It took me seven years to finish that book. Uh, but when I was, was doing stuff with working in the chiropractic offices, I took that original 11-page marketing plan and ended up turning that into a book in three weeks. Wow. And I was like, oh my goodness, I finally kind of cracked the code on what it took to write a book. And as soon as that one was done, I went back and finished the ABCs of a Leader. And since then, I've written two other ones. And my fifth book, 
I've been saying for a long time now that it really is about 95% done. I need a little bit of editing on it, and then I need to design the book cover. I pretty much already have the title. I'm not in a huge hurry to finish it, only because uh, I'm going to, from a marketing standpoint, I want to have some type of back end in place, you know, mm-hmm. because we're actually going to take the book, give it away for free, and then there's going to be upsells on different membership courses and other programs and products that I have to offer. It's kind of the idea behind, you know, how we're going to get that one. But that book is all about just uh, growing your practice, increasing your impact in your community. I got a, this is going to be, a, a, I guess, a two for one question here. You have, you offer a service and I want you to kind of talk about that. The, you kind of ghostwrite a book. You've got these lots of chapters, I guess, already kind of put together. The doctor can come in and kind of say, okay, this is the kind of book that I'm looking for. But then tie that into, you actually turn me on to Russell Brunson with Click yeah, funnels and all that kind of stuff. Guy. Got yeah. his books. I mean, I'm creating my own little sales pitch like you're talking about right. for uh, a sales video. Because he did um, Tony Robbins. And I was like, so I was like, okay, let me go online and see what, you know, the professional would do for Tony Robbins. Like the man almost, I mean, he could put his name on any book and sell a million copies probably. And right. as I saw what he did, and I was like, wow, this is really good. Like for himself, it's always about going in the back end and eventually buying a $20,000 coaching call, you know, coaching session for the year or whatever. But kind of tie those in together, I guess, what you offer and then how tie into like your Facebook stuff, your your marketing with with the doctors that you do for that. Does that make sense? Well, I I think so. Okay, Um, I'm sorry. Well, no, no. I I, I think I understand what you're getting at. When I started Cairo Candy, I had no idea how I was going to monetize it. Other than create an audience, give a lot of value. You know, ideally, I already had a list of around a thousand chiropractors back then, just from back in 07 and 08, whenever I was doing a lot of stuff in the uh, in the market. And there's a lot of great programs out there that you know in the chiropractic profession that do affiliate type stuff. So mm-hmm. I knew if it was something that I believed in, you know, Matt Loop's program, uh, Tabor Smith has a couple of you know really good programs, Doctor Zeno's Dinner Talk, stuff like this. If my audience if I refer them, you know, hey guys, you really need to check out Dr. Zeno's dinner talks. Uh, and then they purchase from my link. I think most docs probably understand that's how that works. I actually get a commission on that. So ideally, that's kind of what I was thinking is how this is going to monetize. You know, I'll just do that, build my list, and then, you know, and that's how it's going to be. Um, and I was doing Facebook marketing for me, promoting Cairo Candy and other stuff. I actually had, had this program called Instant Influencer that I used to do, and it was uh, basically walked a doctor through the process of having an idea in your head for a book, mm-hmm. everything you needed to do to have your book printed in, in your hand you know, that you can start using for publicity and stuff in your market. Well, uh, I was doing some Facebook marketing to promote that, stuff like that. Well, I went back and realized that a lot of these docs uh, that, I mean, I, I sold hundreds of these courses on, you know, how to write a book. And I went back and a lot of doctors had written books and some, you know, a lot of them didn't. I'd say the majority of them didn't. Well, yeah. I wanted to find out, is there anything in the program that was missing? So I started calling and reaching out to these doctors, um, you know, hey, did you ever get a book done? How's that coming? It's, well, great program. I just don't have the time. We're busy. We're doing this. You know, our numbers are growing. And I, just, I just don't have the time to sit down and do it. Even though you show us how to do it in three weeks, I, I, we're just busy. So I saw an opportunity. So, well, what if, you know, and at first I was just throwing this out there. I was like, well, what if we did it for you? Mm-hmm. What would that look like? And I said, you know what? Let me put some thoughts together and I'll, I'll get back with you. And so I kind of came up with it. 
I kind of came up with a plan. Uh, <clears throat> well, let me tell you, any of the big authors, they, you know, like Tony Robbins did not sit down and write his book. He just doesn't, you know. Uh, Donald Trump didn't write his book. It's all his content. He'll go yeah. through and he'll sit down with a writer. This is what I want in the book. And he'll go through and he'll talk it out and he'll, you know, they'll come up with a really tight outline what the content wants to be. You know, George W. Bush, Obama, these, they, they don't write their own book. Somebody I was wondering, how are you being a president and writing books? That's what right. I was kind of curious about. Yeah. I was like, how so, did that happen? <clears throat> somebody does all the heavy lifting for mm. them. Uh, and so that's kind of what we did. And there's you know, there's a few other companies in the, the chiropractic profession that offer book services. Um, you know, one of them, they have about 30 chapters. And you pick out, you know, I think it's, you know, eight chapters or so that kind of resonates with your office. And then you write a chapter about yourself. They put a cover on it. And then you have to buy all your books through them and stuff. Uh, wow. And they've been around a while. And, and they they do really well. They're very, very expensive. Uh, about twice what typically I charge. And then with my service, instead of doing it like that, we do have some chapters that a lot of the docs like. You know, it just really makes sense. Uh, stuff just talking about kind of what's going on in the healthcare industry today in America. It's called like evergreen that. material. Some of it, yeah, and, and we can still go through and we'll edit that for you know, for the specific doctor and stuff. But really, we sit down with the doc and we come up with a really tight outline. Uh, and then once we have that outline and, you know, all the different chapter ideas, and then in each chapter, what are some of the key points we want covered? Uh, it's really the doctor's material. We go to work. We do all the writing. You know, I remember we just finished a, a book for one of the docs in Chicago, and he's reading it. He goes, Billy, this sounds exactly like I wrote it. It's like, perfect, because it is. It's It was all his content, you know? And it doesn't have to be just about healthcare. Uh, this is Dr. John in Chicago. He had a chapter on faith, a chapter on family, uh, and then he had a chapter on chiropractic, you know, all kinds of other stuff also. So it can really That's be... That's really cool. Yeah, about whatever. Um, but one of my clients, we did a book on neuropathy for. And uh, so we do this book on neuropathy, and then he uh, he's using it, gets on TV in the Dallas market. And he's he calls me, he's like, dude... I was just on TV. We were promoting the book, promoting a talk I have coming up. We had 60 people call. Oh 60 people. And, you know, for his neuropathy stuff, I think, you know, the average case fee was around $2,500 to $3,000. Uh, I think it was like $3,000 and 2500 of it was profit or something. Uh, he's like, this is just crazy. But the book is what was able to help get him on, on TV. Uh, well, then he wants, to, he reaches out to me and says, look, I, Will you help me market my protocols to other doctors? So we start doing some Facebook marketing to reach out to other docs. And as I'm going through all this, you know, I said, well, what are you doing to get patients in your office? And he said, well, um, we do TV, radio, and wow. newspaper. <laughs> I was like, okay, what, why aren't you doing Facebook? I mean, cause all that's really expensive marketing. Yeah. But, you know, an average, you know, case fee on, you know, his patients is really high. He goes, man, I tried Facebook. I never could get ads approved. And then they actually shut down my ads account. I can't even run my ads. My goodness. Which is, is pretty common. If you don't know what you're doing and you keep trying to submit ads and, and you're not meeting Facebook's guidelines, and they they think you're trying to work the system, they actually will just shut down your account. And uh, I've had several doctors, you know, over the past year and a half come to me and that's the situation they were in. It's it's pretty common. Let me, let, let's stop there for a second. I'm curious because, you know, I am advertising some stuff. I haven't had any issues yet. So what's something that can blacklist you like that? I, I'm just trying to think, like, is it crazy marketing? Like, we'll cure cancer with chiropractic or something? 
Are you suffering from low back? Boom. They are not going to approve that. Really? Yeah. Are you having headaches? They're not going to approve that. Here's their Facebook's general guidelines is you cannot address the user as they have any kind of problem at all. That's one of the reasons weight loss is so difficult to do on Facebook. Now, we have some weight loss campaigns that we do and are actually pretty successful with on Facebook, but Facebook, they don't they don't like their main things. They don't like weight loss and they don't like business opportunities. You know, if you were, you know, selling some kind of MLM or network marketing thing, they don't like mm-hmm. any kind of advertising for that. They're trying to protect the user experience. Well, traditional marketing is, you know, people don't buy a drill because they want a drill. They buy a drill because they want a hole. So you need to sell the results they're going to get with your product. That's what you need to market, the results. You have to really think about, like, what's the positive spin on the headaches? How do you turn it into well, a positive? What happens is Facebook, they you can't, you can't advertise results. You can't advertise results either. You can't advertise results. No. So it's, and that's the thing. It's some of these <sighs> things that you would typically be able to do in the newspaper, on the radio, on TV, in magazines, all the stuff that you would normally do. Facebook doesn't allow. So and hmm. their thing is talk about your product. And so you know, we'll do something like with headaches, we'll do something, you know, Hey, breakthrough treatment for headaches. Click here to find out more information. But here's another thing. Even if you send them to a landing page, that landing page has to meet your their terms of service also. So huh. like let's say it's a weight loss thing cuz this is just a good example. They won't let you do before and after pictures, you know, or somebody with a pair of, you know, jeans that are four sizes too big holding them out, they they don't allow that. Cuz it could be fake. Well, yeah, they just think it's it's results. You're showing results. Uh, so whenever they go to the landing page, if you have that on the landing page, they're not going to approve it either. So it's knowing all the stuff like that. But a lot of times doctors don't go back to figure out what is their terms of service? What are the guidelines? So back to what I was saying with uh, with this doctor, you know, I said, look, let's do this. Let me try it for a month. And let's just see what kind of results we get for you. And he had 50 leads the very first month from Facebook for his neuropathy protocol. What? And he's like, dude, this is incredible. I want you to start working with some of my docs. And so he started referring a bunch of people to him. And that's like all of a sudden where I thought, you know, I was going to be making an income from, you know, affiliate commission from stuff. And then maybe some, you know, mm-hmm. ghostwriting stuff. It turned out to be, well, hey, I can also do, make money from handling doctor's Facebook account. Uh, and so it started growing and growing. I mean, I was making, you know, a six-figure income in the coin business. And so to walk away from that, I, I didn't know what it was, you know, how that was going to look, what that was going to look like. But I, that's a lot of affiliate clicks. That's a, a lot of affiliate commission. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm very blessed. I love what I do. And we're in a position now, I'm making more money than I ever have. Uh, my wife mm-hmm. stays home with me. We're able to travel. Uh, you know, we were in, uh, which not that this is very fancy, but we were, we went to the Woodlands area, um, you know, for the past three or four days, just getting away for a few days for spring break. We're going back this weekend for my daughter's volleyball tournament, but I can work from there. You know, I, I can, we, I'm just, unbelievably blessed. You know, I love what I do. So, um, anyway, that, that kind of, that's the long story of how I I went from the book writing, how that led to Facebook marketing, kind of where all that ties in. Right. As far as the book writing and the Facebook marketing, do you do any other professions or are you strictly for chiropractic right now? I don't have anything against Mm -hmm. other professions. Uh, but it's pretty much mostly chiropractic. I have a couple of medical doctors that I do mm-hmm. their Facebook stuff for. Um, and I have been approached to, you know, possibly do some books for some other niches. And I, I don't have an issue with that. Um, like eye doctors or something. 
Right. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, my eye doctor, he's talking to me. He might be, he's kind of an associate for a clinic down here, but he's looking to open up something in Houston and, mm. uh, and I might be doing some marketing and stuff for him. So I, my brother's in the real estate uh, profession. So, you know, I have some real estate campaigns that I do for him, but for the most part, I, I just, I love the chiropractic profession. Um, yeah. I, I really do. And I want to be true to that. There is there's a guy by the name of Dan Henry and he's, he has a program now and this is nothing. I'm not at all trying to bash Dan Henry. Brilliant okay. guy. He's got, you know, some great stuff he teaches, but he teaches people how to start a Facebook ads agency. And in his training videos, he's like chiropractors, you need to go after chiropractors. Uh, and here's what you do. And this is the pitch. I actually talked about this on a couple of episodes ago on one of my, one of the Cairo candy shows. Uh, you go in and you offer to do Facebook marketing for them for free for a week, a week to two weeks. You show that you can get them leads and then charge them $1,500 a month. It's just like that. And I was like, I mean, I'm in the business. I'm in the, I work with chiropractors all the time. And I'm like, that's pretty steep. Most docs, unless they're already seeing, you know, three to 500 a week, they're just not going to fork out $1,500 a month, you know. Because you still got to pay for the ads. Yeah, it's like that. That's just, that's a big nut carry, you know, for, you know, for most doctors. Yeah. Uh, and well, this guy, Dan Henry, I mean, the last quarter of last year, he made over a million dollars selling that his course is like nine ninety seven. Well, so now there's all these people out there Ooh. approaching chiropractors, you know, hey, hey, you know, let me do your stuff for free for a week or so. And I actually got a new client uh, last, I guess it was two weeks ago. He calls me because this is what happened. Somebody approached him. And set stuff up for a week, had several leads come in, and then said, hey, you know, it's $1,500 a month. And and this guy's, he said, you know what, let me think about it. And then he calls me. He said, look, I know you do Facebook marketing. Um, you're in the profession. You've been given to the profession for a couple of years now. I would much rather work with somebody who is committed to this profession than somebody who's just trying to make a dollar. Um, and I appreciate that. I really do. There's yeah. another guy who he's actually, he's on my list. He's done some of my training and stuff. Um, but he went through this other guy's program also. And, uh, he messaged me a few times, you know, Hey, how can, you know, can you help me? How can I get some of these chiropractors to close more? How can I, you know, they're having an issue converting and stuff like that. And so I sent him a link to a couple of shows and stuff that I had. And, uh, well, I ran into him at, uh, at the ClickFunnels event, the funnel hacking in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. And he actually came up to me. He's like, Billy Sticker, Cairo can. I was like, hey, man. He goes, let me ask you something. Do you like working with chiropractors? I said, dude, I love it. He goes, they're a bunch of a-holes. That's what he said. And, ah. well, because, you know, he's trying to charge them $1,500 a month. The quality of leads they were getting weren't very good. And, yeah, so right. he just, nobody was staying with him very long. And so now this guy, all he, he got away from chiropractic and he's just focusing on. So, um I guess to answer your question, do I do other niches um, or other professions? I don't have an issue with it necessarily, but right now we're focused on, you know, we really are focused on the chiropractic profession. Uh, I feel like I have a lot to offer and I want to see more people experience chiropractic. You know, this isn't about me making money. This is what... That's part of it. I mean, let's face it. I mean, that's part of it. You know, I got to feed the oh, yeah, family. Yeah. Um, but really, I I believe everybody should be seeing a chiropractor. I really do. And so, if I can help a local doc get his message out uh, to make a bigger impact in his area, that's really what what I want to focus on. Yeah, you know, and the reason why I asked was when I was in clinic in Denver. You know, they had all these print ads, and they always said, well, "What do you want to have on there? What do you have on there?" I was like, "I want you to canvas the last two years in other regions that you guys have, and whatever worked, 
for the eye doctor, for the chiropractor, for the dentist, whatever work, just photocopy it, throw my logo on there and my phone number and address. I just want it to work. It's like, if you have a system and it works, that's what I need. Right. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. And it was so hard to find someone who like knew what they were doing and could do that. So that's why I was, I was kind of curious. You know, if I'm an eye doctor and you've got this click here and a ClickFunnels account on the other side of it and it works, you can just tweak a few things, you know, or have or teach them, you know, pay, they can pay you to learn how to do it. And then they just tweak it on their own with their own pictures and I don't know, glaucoma or something. Right. Well, and really, well, you're right. There's a lot of stuff for, uh, you know, one of the campaigns I do for chiropractors now, uh, I watched some of Dan Henry's training, just his free training, and he showed one of the campaigns they did for dentists. Yeah. And when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, this is perfect for chiropractor. Uh, and it's one of the campaigns, you know, that we use now. And we've tweaked it a lot, but, uh, you know, if it works, great. One of the things I like about working with chiropractors, and, and I've changed this, you know, over the past several months, um, we have certain campaigns that we know work. And so really, we want to stick with that. Sometimes I'll have docs that are like, you know what, I, I, let's not do it like that. I want to do it like this. Got a guy in California, uh, and he was doing a, uh, he's an older doc, and he was doing these seminars in his office. But he wanted people to pay online $47 to hold their spot. When they got to the seminar, they get their money back. And I said, look, I totally understand. If this was a newspaper or radio, it may work better. I know that's not going to get a good response on Facebook. Nope, that's what I want to do. And he didn't. I mean, I, I think, well, it, he ended up getting one guy. He, he ended up getting in and converted, you know, made 2800 on it. But I told him, I was like, look, if we can do it like this, you're going to get a bigger result. You know, and okay, so what? Let's say, you know, one of my clients the other day, uh, they were going back over some numbers. They said, well, we had 60 leads. 19 of them actually showed up for appointment. Okay, so... A third, all right? It's pretty good. It's not bad when you consider, you know, in a lead is somebody who put in their name, email, and phone number, said, hey, contact me. I want to come in for an appointment. Um, night. 19 showed up, 13 converted to care. And so many docs are like, yeah, but 40 docs, 40 of those you know, people never even came in. It's part of it. You know, you're never going to get a new patient that's as good as a referral. That's always going to be your ideal new patient. Now, there are some things that we can do on Facebook to help build your branding and your personality and build the whole know, like, and trust factor. Uh, and that's one of the things that we teach docs how to do and what to do. And we do those things for them. But uh, whenever we're doing it, a lead generation campaign. It's is it's a lot like you going out and doing a screening, you going out and doing a health talk. You got right. it's a numbers game. You just got to work the numbers, uh, and you have to know that going in. You know, and okay, let's say on average, I know we didn't necessarily plan on going I, into this, but I'm actually curious though because if you don't know, you know, I've looked at stuff and tried to figure out well, what is a good, you know, like when they do a webinar, they're like, oh, you know, maybe twenty percent will show up. Of that 20%, you might close 15%. And of that 15%, maybe 2% you can upsell on a higher package. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I think I heard something yeah. similar to that. But if you don't know what the benchmarks are, you don't even know if you're doing right, good or not. Right. And so that's one of the things I like about having the same type campaign set up. Uh, one, is it's very easy for us to duplicate and we can get people's stuff going and we know what works. And we are always... I'm always doing different courses and investing in things to learn what's going on, what can we do different, what can we tweak, what can we change, how can we get better results. For knee and neuropathy, for example, uh, for the longest time, like when we, we got those 50 leads in for that one doctor for neuropathy, we averaged $40 per lead. And I'll granted, it was probably close to those same numbers. Not all 50 came in, but 
a good you know percentage of them did, several of them closed, and it was still extremely, extremely profitable for them. Well, now we figured out a way to get the same quality of lead for about $15 a lead instead of 40 But wow. it's because we're always trying to see what can we do to improve, what can we do to make it better. And I've got some docs that are getting leads, new patient leads, whether it's knee or even straight chiropractic. Um, this is almost unheard of. One of my docs in, uh, he's actually in Corpus Christi, started a campaign last week for him. And over the weekend they had, I forget the exact numbers. There's like 14 people came in or new leads signed up, but he was at, but of these 14 people, oh, I think you go back and look and these leads were coming in at less than $3 a lead. Uh, which I've never seen straight chiropractic leads come in at that level before. Whoa. It was like, this is fantastic. Was it because of the keywords that you use or like you just were able to narrow it? I have I have no idea. It just sometimes different markets are different. And uh, he sent me an email. I actually posted this on Facebook a couple of days ago. He's like, dude, we're a bit overwhelmed here. Because uh, at first he calls. He's like, hey, I'm not getting any phone calls. I was like, look, they're not all going to call. But they all gave you their information. Follow up with them. And that's when he sends me an email. He's like, dude, we're a little bit overwhelmed. We started calling all these people back mm-hmm. and we're like new patients like crazy. He goes, I, I just let you know, I went in and I turned off the ad. We have to get caught up. Thank you. So, he said, thank you so much. This is working better than I ever thought it would, uh, which is, it's great. <laughs> uh, that's, I love that. Um, but yeah. Is, now, is that true? You pay kind of based on what you, you know, when you're narrowing people down, depending on how you narrow it down, you're going to have to pay more to, to get targeted to those types of people. Well, it, it's Facebook does allow you to do all kinds of targeting for the most part, for most doctors. And I have clients in Australia, Canada, uh, here in the U.S. I think really those are my only two foreign countries right now. I talked to somebody from Ireland a couple of days ago, and he's on the fence. I'm hoping he's going to go ahead and sign up. I think we're going to do a book for him, and I'm trying to get him to do some Facebook stuff also. Um, but like Canada, it's working great. Australia, it's working great. And Australia is funny. They got some weird rules. You cannot have reviews in Australia. You knew that. You, on what? You can't have Many any pages? reviews. You can't have Google reviews. If you have reviews on Google, you're supposed to call Google and have them removed. What? It, yeah, it, it's crazy. Anyway, uh, but so we have campaigns that really tend to work at a lot of different places, but the numbers are going to be a little bit different. You know, on average, a new patient lead, uh, it seems to be 15 to $20 about average. Sometimes it's crazy low. Like with this one doc, they were, you know, $2 a lead. That's nuts. Um, but I, I'm actually going to be doing a video here pretty soon. I picked 10 clients the other day and just looked at their numbers. And it was, I may have it written down here. It was 600, here it is, 651 leads and total spent. That, and these were for 10 offices. 600, 651 leads, total spent in ads was 44 89 so $4,489, so divided by 651 So that's an average lead cost of $6.90. So that's pretty, that's pretty good. good. So even if only, you know, a third of them were coming in, it's still great. You know, like that clinic that said, hey, we had 60 leads, 19 showed up, 13 converted to care. You do the math on that, and I, if they averaged $15 a lead, every new patient was still like, you know, they paid, I think it was like $55 per new patient. Hello. Right. Yeah. That's still fantastic because a new well, patient, that's 13 patients on top of whatever else you were getting everywhere else. Exactly. From the other marketing they were, you know, yeah. and, and then you never know. And sometimes like I had a guy the other day, he's like, dude, the last four, nothing, nothing happened. You know what? That's part of it. Um, because mm-hmm. one of my docs in New Jersey, he's like, dude, whatever you're doing right now, he goes, my last group of leads. He said out of four of them, the last four, everyone accepted care. Three of them prepaid. 
But it's not like that. I mean, you may call the first seven and they don't even show. Wow. Oh, yes. We were getting but like you, that. And like you said, you can target. No, but like if, you, if you're a CrossFitter, you could probably target CrossFit people. If you're a hiker and love marathons, you could technically, if you wanted to, tackle those type of people and really just narrow it down so you're not marketing to the entire, you know, city. Right. Well, and we did find that works better in a larger city. Okay. Let's say that you're in San Diego or Los Angeles. Um, believe it or not, some of those bigger cities, it's more difficult to do Facebook. And I think there's a couple of reasons. One, I think Facebook doesn't have as much inventory there, simply meaning there's a lot of other businesses doing Facebook ads. Mm. So not only, it's not that you're competing with chiropractors, you're competing with landscape services, with dentists, with everybody else trying to get in that news Every feed. profession that has a bad Back pain as a client are all after those same back pain patients. Or not even that. It just everybody's after people on Facebook. Uh, okay. So if you're going after women 35 to 55, which tends to be kind of the sweet spot for most chiropractors is, you know, right. 70% of their patient base is that demographic. Well, they're also being targeted by area gyms and all this other stuff. And they're only going to show so many ads in a news feed. So, you know, it's not just, um, you know, not just because you're a chiropractor. It's just the inventory Facebook has. So that is part of it. But uh, for the most part, what we found that works the best is simply picking a, an area radius of your office. You know, depending on where you're at, doing a five to ten mile radius of your office. Right. Um, and then setting, you know, 35 and older. Uh, you know, some docs just do women. Some will do both. We still, it, it tends that 60% of the leads that come in tend to be women. Yeah. Uh, so those end up being cheaper leads. You know, you may pay $7 a lead for a woman, and then you're paying $18 a lead for a man. So because of that, some docs, that's fine. Let's keep it like that. I'm still good with those numbers. Some are like, if I can get two women for every one man, Let's just spend all the money just focused or on just educate here. the wife and get the man in later. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's, you know, kind of how I'm, that works. I want to respect your time, but I am really curious. I don't want it to be like a whole plug Billy sticker, the whole, the whole show, but I meant you got a, a cruise and I'm just curious how, how did you think of that? And I don't want a lot, a lot of the details behind the scene, but what, how much work did it get to set that up to where you even, could have a, a room for a couple of days or a couple of hours on a cruise ship. I never even have thought of that. Like that's yeah, amazing we, to me. We do a lot of cruises. Uh, my wife and I. We've done. Uh, we've been on eight. Our kids have been on six of them with us. Wow. There are several things we love about cruises. One, you do not have to have a passport. The kids can come. It's all inclusive. All of your food. We don't. I don't want to say we don't drink at all. We may have one or two alcoholic beverages on the whole cruise. You know, we just because you save yourself a lot of money on a cruise if you don't drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's just everything's included. And the first time we took the kids on a cruise, long story, and I'll, I'll make it short. We had already spent twelve hundred bucks. We were going to go on one with three other couples, some friends of ours. Uh, and then some stuff happened. Carnival kind of rearranged the cruise. And I was going to take a week off work instead of just a few days. I said, you know what? No, just keep our money and then we'll reschedule something. And one of the ladies from Carnival that we deal with, we dealt with her for years now, uh, said, if you can find something the kids can go on, let us know. She calls me back and uh, long story short, for $145 more, all three kids got to go on a cruise with us. So for oh. like 1350 bucks, we did a family vacation of five and we <laughs> went to Cozumel. I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, and, you know, and then you get to pay it out. A lot of times they'll do a hundred bucks per person or $50 per person deposit, but then you just, you know, make payments. 
payments and pay it out whenever you want to go. Uh, right. So it's just, it's a great, a great program. But we're also pretty fortunate. We're an hour and a half from Galveston and four and a half hours from New Orleans. So those are, we can sell out of either one of those. We even considered selling out of Mobile, Alabama before because sometimes they'll do some offers there that are pretty inexpensive. Um, yeah. You don't have to have passports. The kids, they have great programs on the ships for the kids. Uh, you know, you do spend money when you get off the boat, whatever port you're going to. But we just really... I was like, did the kids have to do a lot of those excursions or do you just sort of make, let them play on the beach or something? Whatever you want to do. You can okay. actually, depending on their age, you can even leave them on the boat while you go do an excursion whenever you're at port. Because so, those excursions add up. Yeah. And we never book the carnival excursions. We always book, you know, you get on Cruise Critic or you do different websites. And when you put in yeah. what port you're going to, you know, Cozumel, for example, that's where our cruise is going to be going, uh, the Cairo Candy Cruise. Uh, yeah, you just look to see what you want to do. And when you get to port, you know, you just take a taxi over there and pay a lot less than what you do, you know, booking it through Carnival. But um, I've, I've known for the longest I wanted to do a Cairo Candy Cruise. Because your sea days, <clears throat> and what this one's going to do is it's going to sell out of Galveston on, Jan- I think it's January the 18th give or take next year next year yeah which is 2018 okay um it's on a thursday it's going to sell out thursday friday will be a sea day we'll just be going across the gulf all day on that friday and we will have seminar that day from probably going to be 10 to 3 or 10 to 4 somewhere around through there uh we'll break for lunch and you know all your lunch all that stuff's included um On it's marketing. It's not like continuing it. Yeah, no CE stuff. It's all going to be marketing. I've already got a lot of great speakers lined up. Um, and then on Saturday, it's going to be whatever you want to do. You know, uh, we'll announce where we're going to go as far as what excursion we're going to do. If people want to come with us, great. If you bring your family, which hey, bring your kids. We're taking our kids out of school for a couple of days to go. Um, so you know, hey, you know, bring your kids. But you can do whatever you want to do that Saturday in Cozumel, uh, and then Sunday will be another sea day. We'll do an optional devotion type thing that morning, and then we'll have pretty much the same schedule. Ten to three, we'll do more training and stuff. Um, and then Monday morning, we get back to Galveston and we'll head out. You know, normally the ship's back at port, you know, at five, I mean, not at five, at uh, eight in the morning. So, you know, it's just another travel day for you. So for a lot of docks, you know, you're just missing a couple of days in office. It's not like you have to miss a week or anything. So uh, it's going to be a great time. And the days on the water get boring. I mean, I've, I try, I've, I've gone on a couple of cruises and I'm like, I'm trying, okay, I'm going to learn how to make the animals with the towels. Right. Okay. What else? Yeah. I, I have to go <coughs> dance the the whatever because there's just nothing else to do and i can only eat so many uh at the so buffet much stuff, right <laughs> yeah well we just really we really enjoy it and you know i hope it works out uh well i'm expecting good things from it uh and then from there we'll see about doing one possibly annual we'll see how it goes but right now actually for another few weeks uh you can the way it works right now we're doing a ticket uh, 297 for you now that's that, that includes your your cruise, that's just to be a part of, of our group for the training. Through Carnival, um, they have rooms on the boat that sleep up to five. And you don't spend that much time. Uh, I know mm. I, I priced it out for a family of four the other day. Uh, you can do that for like 1100 bucks and pay it out. So, I mean, that's a great vacation. There's very few places you can go. I mean, you're going to spend 1100 bucks going out of town, you know, for the weekend somewhere. You know, you're going to spend... Yeah, if I got to fly to a seminar, it's $300 for a ticket, the hotel, oh, yeah, da, 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 da. You know, Or even just taking your kids, you know, out of town for the weekend you know you're gonna spend two or three hundred a night for the hotel uh then you got you know at least 30 to 50 dollars every time you sit down to eat with them you know all that stuff adds up so on a cruise it's it's pretty much all you know all covered except whatever you do whenever you get to port so absolutely hey i gotta i have to ask this because if i don't i don't ask this i'll, I'll be ashamed of my own template that i have 
What do you do as far as for your your personal life, real quick, that sets you up for the rest of the day? Whether it's a morning routine or a lunch routine, what do you do that gets you gets you focused? That's a great question. Everybody talks about how you have to wake up early. You know, oh. you, you got to get up early. Got to do this. You know what? I don't. I don't. I, Thank you. I, I don't. You know, I stay up late. Uh, I, I wake up. I don't schedule my day as far as work stuff. I don't start my calls until ten o'clock Central Time in the morning. I wake up when I wake up, when I'm through sleeping. I don't wake up when an alarm goes off. I wake up when I'm through sleeping. Uh, now, there are a couple of days a week where I'll get up and get the kids to school and stuff. But when I'm done sleeping, I get up. Uh, I'll go to the gym, which is typically around 8.30 or so. Uh, sometimes it may be a little bit later, but normally I'm up around. Sometimes 6.30, just depends. Uh, I go to the gym. I get my workout in, come back. I'll have a shake, uh, take a shower. And then by 10 o'clock, I'm ready to you know to work. You know, And I also you know, I have my day planned down on what calls I have coming up, what campaign, you know, what projects I need to, you know, need the most attention, what I need to be working on for the You big list writer? Yes, I think so. And I love having my calls scheduled. Um, I don't mind talking to clients. They can text me whenever they want. Uh, if we need to hop on a call, I use, I, you can go to chirokindy.com forward slash schedule. And I use that thing. I mean, and most of my clients know if we do need to hop on a call, that's the best way to do it. So I can yeah. just go throughout my day and then my phone will send me an alarm. Hey, you got a call with Justin coming up in 30 minutes. Okay, perfect. And it's great because yeah. it sends them a text message the way the service is set up. You know, you'll get a text message. Hey, you got a call with Billy coming up in 30 minutes or whatever. So, um, I hope that answers your that works out well. question. Absolutely. You have time for one more? Yeah, go ahead. All right. You've been married for 21 years. You're a Christian, which is, I think that's a bonus. How do you keep the love alive and stay connected with her? Being thankful. Two main things. One, being thankful. Um, just you have to appreciate, you just have to appreciate her. You know? um, and also having goals together. You know, I heard somebody say, I don't know if it was Dennis Rainey, or somebody said one time that on your anniversary every year, one of the things you should talk about is your upcoming goals and plans. You know, because without a vision, people perish. And whenever you have a vision for your family, a vision for your, you know, as a couple, a vision for your business together. It it keeps you in line. It keeps you on the same page, and it keeps you fighting together. Uh, you know, whenever you start having your own dreams and goals and plans, and she starts having her own dreams and goals and plans, I think that's where you know division starts to happen, and you know you kind of lose your way. But if you can be thankful, you know, show her how appreciative you are of her, um, and then dream together. That's it. Very good. Any books that you just have to tell people that they need to read? I think books or apps or anything like that. I think Russell Brunson's book, Dot Com Secrets. Uh, I, I think that's just one of the best books on marketing. Uh, that Free plus shipping. That I've ever read. Absolutely. Uh, and he has another one coming out called Expert Secrets. It'll be coming out in April. Um, I would bet. I'm jazzed for that one. So am I. And he talked a lot about it at Funnel Hacking a couple of weeks ago. But it's going to be more, instead of just the marketing side of things, it's going to be more the positioning side of things. You know, how do you position your yourself in your market as an expert. Uh, you know, it's mm. more branding and that kind of thing. So I think together those books are going to really help change a lot of people's lives and a lot of businesses. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's going to be great. I'm excited about those. Very good. Anything else you want to talk about? Definitely. How can people contact you? The best way is you can go to Cairo Candy. Just go to the contact us. You can hit me up on Facebook and just under Billy Sticker. You should be able to find me there. Uh, if you do want to schedule a call and talk about Facebook marketing, Marketing uh, or book writing services, uh, you can go to chirocandy.com forward slash schedule 
and we can talk about that. I'm actually starting a brand new program where it's just kind of a, a total domination program where we're going to, we do both. We actually cover the done for you Facebook marketing. We do a book for you. We customize your book. We write your book. It's not somebody else's book. It's your book. Uh, and then we also have some publicity coaching that goes with that. So as soon as the book's done to show you how to, you know, get on the news in your area, get on TV, get on the radio. Uh, so between everything you're doing on Facebook, branding, lead generation with your book, I mean, to really, really penetrate and really dominate uh, your market. So I'm very, very excited about that. But that's a lot of work on our end. So those spaces are going to be a little harder to come by. Um, but if anybody's interested... A launch date for that? Uh, we're actually probably going to start, you know, start it here pretty soon. I'm not doing necessarily a big launch for it. Uh, okay. We just have a couple of clients we're going to try it with first. But because of that, because of the work that we put into it, just I can't have 10 docs at one time going. You know, So we're going to divide that up. If anybody's interested in that, they can do the same thing. KyroKeeny.com schedule. And we can schedule a call to see if it's a fit. Doctors, I hope you guys got a lot of good information today with Billy Sticker. I know I sure did. We really appreciate his time and um, many, many blessings for 2017. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything you're doing. Thanks for having me on today. Billy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Great information. I can definitely see how doing a marketing during the open ocean during the cruise would be a fantastic way to spend your time. I hope more people will take you up on that offer as well as your three-in-one total domination package, even though that's not what it's called. That is just an amazing opportunity and I hope people will take advantage of that as well. Cairo Candy was one of the reasons why I, I started podcasting. Um, a lot of great information. You could definitely, whatever your profession is, I think you can learn how to, like I said, critically think and implement into your own life. Definitely can learn a lot from his because it's just just about marketing. Thank you for your insights on Facebook ads and pretty sure he'll be offering more training on that as well. Stay tuned for the travel tip. They're ready. Paperback, Kindle versions are available on Amazon. As always, you can also snag a free copy if you'd like at doctorsperspective.net slash free ebook. Today's choices, tomorrow's health, small steps to improve health, food choices, and exercise. Learn how to go from a couch potato or a weekend warrior and have simple steps kind of personalized just for you. Three different blueprints for exercise, how to cut some carbs without hurting yourself, a couple of changes in what and how you eat so that there's not a lot of extra willpower and self-control necessary to reduce how much you eat. 12 exercises, a 10-minute cardio that's better than 30 minutes, 3-minute stretching concept that won't make you roll your eyes in boredom, an ab routine you won't quit, exclusive Facebook support group, yes, and an entire section about a nervous system reboot discusses chiropractic subluxations and things like that. Look, if you want it, again, a doctorsperspective.net slash free ebook. It has a, a video explaining what it is, a little PowerPoint presentation in there, and put your name, put your email, and then you can make your choice. If you want to support the show, we have merchandise. We've got upper cervical chiropractic t-shirts. We've got podcast logo t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, as well as a generous buy the host of coffee PayPal button if you want to. No pressure. If you want to follow me on social media, the easiest way to find me is to go to a doctorsperspective.net. Look on the top right. It's kind of like a gray color. There's all the little social media icons. If you need to email me, I would love to hear your comments, critiques, etc. Justin at a doctorsperspective.net. Connect, comment, and I'll reply back. And if you can, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Go to the site. Give us a review. 
hopefully a five-star review, but let us know what you think. It'll help us with all the rankings and we appreciate it. And if you happen to get any merchandise, definitely take a picture, post it on social media, hashtag behind the curtain, or you can do at whatever my tag is, and I'll definitely give you a thumbs up. Travel tip for the week. Now this might sound obvious, but don't let strangers take you out to dinner and buy you drinks and buy you food. It could be a scam. Especially if you're like just you and your wife or just you yourself and you're walking around someplace that you're unaware of and somebody's like, hey, you're really cool. You know, you kind of hit it off. Maybe they're more local than you are. They just want to like, quote, practice English. So you're running around, you're, you know, you get dinner and all of a sudden they leave and then you're stuck with the bill or you don't know what they're ordering and it's, you know, triple the price that you normally would pay or you don't have enough money to cover it. Um, there's scams like that. So you got to be careful, be aware of it. Um, generally, you know, if I'm going somewhere, as I'm say, I stay in a hostel, you meet like-minded people, you go out, you're probably not going to have these same type of issues. Always trust your gut. You know, would you take somebody out that you don't know that you just randomly met? Probably not. But if you both, if everybody's in a hostel and it's that environment, then maybe, you know, it's probably gonna be fine. Um, we just got back from uh, Beijing and we had a big tour and one of the and one of our tour comrades, we never met him before. They just paid to be in the group. And um, yeah, I mean, real cool guy and enjoyed his company, had a great time. And he's there by himself and he's hanging out with people afterwards that are like like-minded individuals. Uh, and so they went out, they had a good time. And But, you know, Western culture, we typically just go Dutch. So um, anyway, that's my two cents for today. Love to hear more. If you have any tips that you like, please email us, justin at a doctorsperspective.net. Uh, would love to get some fresh ideas uh, from the audience and share those with everyone else. We just went hashtag behind the curtain and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media and visit the show notes on a doctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair giving you a doctor's perspective.